The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We're still in the early days of the journey. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Saturday, February 25th, 2023, the Saturday after Ash Wednesday. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Saturday is a day to pray the joyful mysteries of the rosary. And our saint today is Saint Walburgia. Born in Devonshire, England around 710, the daughter of a West Saxon chieftain and sister of Saint Willibald and Winnebald. She was educated at Wimborne Monastery in Dorset, where she became a nun. In 748, she was sent with St. Leoba to Germany to help St. Boniface in his missionary work. She later became abbess of the double monastery at Heidenheim, founded by her brother Winnebald. At the death of Winnebald, St. Walburgia was appointed abbess of both monasteries by her brother Willibald, who was then Bishop of Eichstadt. She remained superior of both men and women until her death in 779. St. Walburgia. Pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. Dear Lord, I do not know what will happen to me today. I only know that nothing will happen that was not foreseen by you and directed to my greater good from all eternity. I adore your holy and unfathomable plans and submit to them with all my heart for love of you, the Pope, and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that parishes placing communion at the center may increasingly become communities of faith, fraternity, and welcome toward those most in need. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you're here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. How is your Lent going? It's only a few days in. Maybe some of us are struggling. Let's not forget that whenever we begin this time of prayer, we pray to make this time of prayer fruitful. But maybe we could extend that to these whole days and weeks and nights of Lent. So we're really praying, Lord, that we've had a few days to uh, sharpen our skills a little bit here at Lent. And we might have realized a little bit like we do after starting a race or starting to run a little bit that perhaps we haven't got enough juice in the tank. And we need to tighten our spiritual belts a little bit and just to give us the strength that we'll keep going. So Jesus, in this time of prayer especially, We want to be fired up for Lent in order to really hear what you have to speak to us today and in order that we can respond to you really with a full heart as we hear in today's gospel. So let's just listen to the gospel and then speak to us, Jesus. Jesus noticed a tax collector, Levi by name, sitting by the customs house and said to him, follow me. And leaving everything, he got up and followed him. In his honour, Levi held a great reception in his house, 
and with them at table was a large gathering of tax collectors and others. The Pharisees and the scribes complained to his disciples and said, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus said to them in reply, It is not those who are well who need the doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the virtuous, but sinners to repentance. Now, what I really like about this gospel of Jesus, and especially the way in which St. Luke tells us, is that we get the name of this disciple whom you have called straight away. Jesus, you notice a tax collector, Levi by name. Now, a name is actually very important. Whenever little babies come to be baptized in the church, or indeed non-babies, um, the first question that the priest asks the parents is, what name do you give your child? So you don't even begin technically the uh, baptismal ritual by making the sign of the cross or, or any other kind of prayer. The baptism properly going by the books uh, begins with this question. What name do you give your child? And whenever they respond, I don't know, Jimmy or Betsy, then the next question that the priest asks is, what do you ask of God's church for Jimmy? To which the parents hopefully respond, baptism. So there you have it, right at the very start of our Christian journey, for which we are so grateful, our baptism. First, we are called by name. And our name is, in a sense, the thing that opens up the door for the baptism, at least liturgically speaking. And it's the exact same thing as we see in the gospel today, Levi by name. Jesus, you see the tax collector, and then we get the name. And the fact that we get the name is quite interesting as well in the gospel, because there's a kind of a, a, a nice little um, way in which the gospel writers use the name of the person whom you call. Because sometimes we do get the name of the person whom you're calling, who you come into contact, Levi today. We also meet James and John and Peter and Andrew and other disciples. But then at times there are others that come to you, Jesus, and we're just told it's a rich young man or a woman or somebody else. We don't get the name. So there's something interesting there that sometimes the gospel gives us the name of the person who comes into contact with you and other times not. And some scholars have worked this out that there's kind of a pattern here that whenever Jesus, you take the initiative, we get the name of the person. So today in the gospel, you notice the tax collector, you go to him sitting at his little desk and you call him to follow you. And we're given the name Levi. Here, the reaction is instant. He leaves everything, he gets up and he follows you. Whereas when we don't know the name of the disciple who comes, the response is a little bit more ambiguous. So think of the example of the rich young man. You tell him to go and sell everything that he owns and give it to the poor and then come and follow you. And we're just told that he went away sad because he had a lot of possessions. So we don't know if he followed you. But interestingly, when we get the name, we get the result. So, you know, wouldn't it be nice to think that if we are called by our name on the day in which we are baptized, that we also would respond with the same kind of freshness, follow me, and leaving everything, he got up and followed him. Now, there's something very impressive about that. Because no matter what attachments we might have in life or whatever plans we might have for ourselves, to be able to drop all of those simply whenever we hear you calling our name, Jesus, that's a challenge to us. 
And when we see it in the likes of Levi, that really encourages me to know that it is possible. It's possible to leave everything for your sake, Jesus, and to follow you. But there's a lot in the name. It's kind of a strange name. I don't know anybody called Levi. Maybe you're called Levi. Maybe all your friends are called Levi, but I don't know any Levi's. But it is a good, strong name. Levi, of course, is a very strong biblical name. It's one of the patriarchs. Levi was one of the sons of Jacob. So Levi is one of the, the 12 tribes of Israel. And in the book of Exodus, in chapter 32, it is the Levites who show their obedience to the Lord at Moses' command. And they show how loyal they are and the, the, the lengths that they are willing to go to in order to, to prove their loyalty to you, Lord. And because they do something which is a bit difficult, uh, they are rewarded by priestly service. And so they have a kind of a special role that is carved out for them amongst Israel right from this very moment, even when they're wandering through the desert, because they are loyal to you. And so in a sense, you think of Levi, you think of Levites. We meet the Levites in the Gospels as well. These are men who are set aside for priestly service and who have some degree of loyalty to you um, because of this name. And instantly when we see Levi, boom, that's what we should think. These are men who are dedicated and loyal to your service. But that's not what we find here in the Gospel of Luke. No, Levi is sitting at a tax desk up in Galilee, so he's very far from the temple of Jerusalem. So what kind of priestly service is he offering there? Absolutely nothing. In fact, he's working for the enemy, so to speak, because the tax collectors work kind of the, the bad guys of the story here because they were exhorting a, a lot of, uh, extorting a lot of money from the poor in order to fill their own pockets at times. So they were charging taxes, which were kind of legitimate money that's requested by the state uh, for certain functions or in order to pass certain goods from one area to the next. But they were profiting off that because they were, they were taking a cut for themselves. And because they had various loyalties to the Romans or to different Jewish authorities, uh, that money was going in all kinds of different directions. So Levi is really sitting at this desk. Let's say he's, he's serving himself. And it's the total opposite, in other words, of what you might expect a Levite to be doing. But what happens? Jesus, you come and you call him and you restore him instantly, since he comes and follows you, to that divine service for which we might expect a Levite to be engaging with. And how do we know this? Because he hosts a dinner in which you're the guest of honor and he invites all his friends and all of those for whom he was acquainted with. And this is a real divine service because the service of the Levite is to, 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 to serve you, Lord. And, and in order to, to bring the things of the earth closer to you in, in divine worship, you know, that might not be instantly apparent at a meal, but those people who were gathered at that table got to meet you, Jesus. And so he is working in your service right at this very moment. And so isn't that a lovely thing that simply by calling you, seeing you there, he restores you to what he should have been doing originally. And so there's so much to a name, really, when we think about it. We are called by our name at baptism, and that is our fundamental role. 
to be the children of God in the world. And at times we might find ourselves in very different situations or our sinfulness gets in the way. Then we need to restore the balance. And Lent is the perfect time for that. Lent is the time when we hear you call our name, Jesus, to restore us to that baptismal purity which you called us at start. I give you thanks, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Music by Johann Sebastian Bach from the St. Matthew Passion, O Sacred Head, coming to us from Voice Trek and Stephen C. at the piano. Fifteen minutes past the hour on the Saturday after Ash Wednesday. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this day of prayer with the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and and my my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, Come, let us sing to the Lord, and and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, 
and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people, the flock he shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they they do not know my ways. So So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is is now, now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Sunlight of my days 
The Lord delivered his people from the oppressor. The Lord Lord delivered his people from the the oppressor. How often they defied him in the wilderness and caused him pain in the desert. Yet again they put God to the test and grieved the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his deeds, nor the day he saved them from the foe, when he worked his miracles in Egypt, his wonders in the plains of Zoan, when he turned their rivers into blood, made their streams impossible to drink. He sent dogflies against them to devour them and swarms of frogs to molest them. He gave their crops to the grub, the fruit of the labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail, their sycamore trees with frost. He gave up their cattle to plague, their flocks and herds to pestilence. He turned on them the heat of his anger, fury, rage, and havoc, a troop of destroying angels. He gave free course to his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave their lives to the plague. He struck all the firstborn in Egypt, the finest flower in the dwellings of Ham. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
The Lord delivered his people from the oppressor. The Lord led his people to his holy mountain. The Lord led his people to his holy mountain. Then he brought forth his people like sheep. He guided his flock in the desert. He led them safely with nothing to fear while the sea engulfed their foes. So he brought them to his holy land, to the mountain which his right hand had won. He drove out the nations before them and divided the land for their heritage. Their tents he gave as a dwelling to each one of Israel's tribes. Still, they put God to the proof and defied him. They refused to obey the Most High. They strayed, as faithless as their fathers, like a bow on which the archer cannot count. With their mountain shrines, they angered him, made him jealous with the idols they served. God saw and was filled with fury. He utterly rejected Israel. He forsook his dwelling place in Shiloh, the tent where he lived among men. He gave his ark into captivity, his glorious ark into the hands of the foe. He gave up his people to the sword in his anger against his chosen ones. So war devoured their young men. Their maidens had no wedding songs. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lament. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. The Lord led his people to his holy mountain. The Lord chose the tribe of Judah and David his servant to shepherd Israel, his chosen people. The Lord chose the tribe of Judah and David his servant to shepherd Israel, his chosen people. Then the Lord awoke as if from sleep, like a warrior overcome with wine. He struck his foes from behind and put them to everlasting shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, the hill of Zion, which he loves. He built his shrine like the heavens, or like the earth, which he made firm forever. And he chose David his servant and took him away from the sheepfolds. From the care of the ewes he called him to be shepherd of Jacob, his people, of Israel, his own possession. He tended them with blameless heart, with discerning mind he led them. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. The Lord chose the tribe of Judah and David his servant to shepherd Israel, his chosen people. The man of God welcomes the light. So that all may see that his deeds are true. From the book of Exodus. Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro the priest of Midian. Leading the flock across the desert, he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in fire flaming out of a bush. 
As he looked on, he was surprised to see that the bush, though on fire, was not consumed. So Moses decided, I must go over to look at this remarkable sight and see why the bush is not burned. When the Lord saw him coming over to look at it more closely, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. He answered, Here I am. God said, Come no nearer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your father, he continued, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. But the Lord said, I have witnessed the affliction of my people in Egypt and have heard their cry of complaint against their slave drivers, so I know well what they are suffering. Therefore, I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and lead them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The country of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. So indeed, the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have truly noted that the Egyptians are oppressing them. Come now, I will send you to Pharaoh to lead my people the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and lead the Israelites out of Egypt? He answered, I will be with you, and this shall be your proof that it is I who have sent you. When you bring my people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this very mountain. But, said Moses to God, when I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. If they ask me, what is his name? What am I to tell them? God replied, I am who am. Then he added, This is what you shall tell the Israelites. I am sent me to you. God spoke further to Moses. Thus shall you say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my title for all generations. Go and assemble the elders of the Israelites and tell them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has appeared to me and said, I am concerned about you and about the way you are being treated in Egypt so I have decided to lead you up out of the misery of Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. Thus they will heed your message. Then you and the elders of Israel shall go to the king of Egypt and say to him, The Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has sent us word. Permit us, then, to go a three days' journey in the desert that we may offer sacrifice to the Lord our God. Yet I know that the king of Egypt will not allow you to go unless he is forced. I will stretch out my hand, therefore, and smite Egypt by doing all kinds of wondrous deeds there. After that, he will send you away. God said to Moses, I am who am. Tell Tell the the people people of Israel, I am, send me to you. I, and I alone, am the Lord. 
there is no other who can save you. Tell Tell the people people of Israel, I am sent me to you. From the Treatise Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus, Bishop. Our Lord, the Word of God, first drew men to God as servants, but later he freed those made subject to him. He himself testified to this. I do not call you servants any longer, for a servant does not know what his master is doing. Instead, I call you friends, since I have made known to you everything I have learned from my Father. Friendship with God brings the gifts of immortality to those who accept it. In the beginning, God created Adam not because he needed man, but because he wanted to have someone on whom to bestow his blessings. Not only before Adam, but also before all creation, the Word was glorifying the Father in whom he dwelt and was himself being glorified by the Father. The Lord himself said, Father, glorify me with that glory that I had with you before the world was. Nor did the Lord need our service. He commanded us to follow him, but his was the gift of salvation. To follow the Savior is to share in salvation. To follow the light is to enjoy the light. Those who are in the light do not illuminate the light, but are themselves illuminated and enlightened by the light. They add nothing to the light. Rather, they are beneficiaries. For they they are enlightened by the light. The same is true of the service to God. It adds nothing to God. Nor does God need the service of man. Rather, he gives his life and immortality and eternal glory to those who follow and serve him. He confers a benefit on his servants in return for their service and on his followers in return for their loyalty. But he receives no benefit from them. He is rich, perfect, and in need of nothing. The reason why God requires service from man is this. Because he is good and merciful, he desires to confirm benefits on those who persevere in his service. In proportion to God's need of nothing is man's need for communion with God. This is the glory of man, to persevere and remain in the service of God. For this reason, the Lord told his disciples, You did not choose me, but I chose you. He meant that his disciples did not glorify him by following him, but in following the Son of God, they were glorified by him. As he said, I wish that where I am, they also may be, that they may see my glory. This is what the Lord God asks of you. To to fear him. him. And And to to love and serve him with with all your heart and soul. This is the first and the greatest commandment. 
to fear him, and to love and serve him with all your heart and soul. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, look with compassion on our weakness and ensure us your protection by stretching forth the right hand of your majesty through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-four minutes before the hour on the Saturday after Ash Wednesday, I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. And we'll take a look at today's gospel in just a few minutes from now. No. 
Voice track, Ubi Caritas, the modern translation, which you probably know, goes, Where charity and love prevail, there God is ever found. Nineteen minutes before the hour, it's daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, The Call of Levi, also known as Matthew from the fifth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. And Levi left everything and rose and followed him. Levi made him a great feast in his house. And there was a large company of tax collectors and others sitting at table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes murmured against his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, you'll find daily and Sunday Mass readings on the Relevant Radio app. My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices. God, my Savior, for God has done great things for me, and holy, holy is His name. He has looked down with favor upon my loneliness, 
Steve Angrisano and his take on the Magnificat, our Saturday tribute to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 16 before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadek, and we join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org, a lay apostolate promoting the prayer of the Liturgy of the Hours by all of the faithful. We join together now in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. As light of day returns once more, With joyful voices let us sing To God of glory infinite To Christ our Lord for all his grace Through whom the great Creator's will Called day and night from nothingness Appointing them successive law Till time itself shall pass away True light of every faithful soul Unfettered by the law of old No shades of night can fall that dim your dazzling and undying light. O Father, uncreated light, be with us as the hours go by, that we may please your Son this day, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. We do well to sing your name, Most High, and proclaim your mercy at daybreak. We We do do well well to sing sing your name, Most High, and proclaim your mercy at daybreak. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to make music to your name, O Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your truth in the watches of the night on the ten-stringed lyre and the lute, with the murmuring sound of the harp. Your deeds, O Lord, have made me glad. For the work of your hands I shout with joy. O Lord, how great are your works! How deep are your designs! The foolish man cannot know this, and the fool cannot understand. Though the wicked spring up like grass, and all who do evil thrive, they are doomed to be eternally destroyed. But you, Lord, are eternally on high. See how your enemies perish, all doers of evil are scattered. To me you give the wild ox's strength. You anoint me with the purest oil. My eyes looked in triumph on my foes. My ears heard gladly of their fall. 
The just will flourish like the palm tree and grow like a Lebanon cedar. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God, still bearing fruit when they are old, still full of sap, still green, to proclaim that the Lord is just. In him, my rock, there is no wrong. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Take our shame away from us, Lord, and make us rejoice in your saving works. May all who have been chosen by your Son always abound in works of faith, hope, and love in your service. We We do do well well to sing sing your name, Most High, and proclaim your mercy at daybreak. I will create a new heart in you and breathe into you a new spirit. I will will create create a new heart in you you and and breathe into you a a new spirit. I will take you away from the nations gather you from all the foreign lands, and bring you back to your own land. I will sprinkle clean water upon you to cleanse you from all your impurities, and from all your idols I will cleanse you. I will give you a new heart and place a new spirit within you, taking from your bodies your stony hearts and giving you natural hearts. I will put my spirit within you and make you live by my statutes, careful to observe my decrees. You shall live in the land I gave your fathers. You shall be my people, and I will be your God. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. I will create a new heart in you and breathe into you a new spirit. On the lips of children and infants, you have found perfect praise. On the lips of children and infants, you have found perfect praise. How great is your name, O Lord, our God, through all the earth. Your majesty is praised above the heavens. On the lips of children and of babes you have found praise to foil your enemy, to silence the foe and the rebel. When I see the heavens, the work of your hands, the moon and the stars which you arranged, what is man that you should keep him in mind, mortal man that you care for him? Yet you have made him little less than a god. With glory and honor you crowned him, gave him power over the works of your hand, put all things under his feet. All of them, sheep and cattle, yes, even the savage beasts, birds of the air and fish that make their way through the waters. How great is your name, O Lord our God, through all the earth. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. forever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty Lord, how wonderful is your name. You have made every creature subject to you. Make us worthy to give you service. On the lips of children and infants, you have found perfect praise. On the the lips lips of children children and and infants, you you have have found perfect praise. A reading from the book of Isaiah. Wash yourselves clean. Put away your misdeeds from before my eyes. Cease doing evil. Learn to do good. Make justice your aim. Redress the wronged. Hear the orphan's plea. Defend the widow. Come now, let us set things right, says the Lord. Though your sins be like scarlet, they may become white as snow. Though they be crimson red, they may become white as wool. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. From those who would trap me with lying words. And from the hunter's snare. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. God himself will set me free from the hunter's snare. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither rust nor moth can destroy. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. 
store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither rust nor moth can destroy. Let us always and everywhere give thanks to Christ, our Savior, and ask Him with confidence. Lord, help help us us with with your grace. May we keep our bodies pure as temples of the Holy Spirit. Lord, help Help us with with your grace. May we offer ourselves this morning to the service of others. And do your will in all things throughout the day. Lord, Lord, help help us us with with your your grace. grace. Teach us to seek the bread of everlasting life. The bread that is your gift. Lord, Lord, help help us with with your your grace. May your mother, the refuge of sinners, pray for us. And gain for us your loving forgiveness. Lord, Lord, help help us us with with your your grace. And to these intercessions, we pause to add the prayers of our own hearts. Lord, Lord, help help us us with with your your grace. Remember us, Lord when you come to your kingdom and teach us how to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Almighty, ever-living God, look with compassion on our weakness and ensure us your protection by stretching forth the right hand of your majesty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Well, here we are in the weekend. The first Sunday of Lent is tomorrow. You know what I like about Lent? By the time it's done, it's at least officially spring. The Saturday edition of Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the relevant radio app. You go out and make this a great day and a great weekend, and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.